vir my is het lekker om vir allemaal by ons dienst vanmorgen te verwelkom. I welcome everybody in church this morning and also everybody listening in on our recording. You are so welcome and may God bless you wherever you are. May you also receive the goodness and the love of God through the message this morning. Die thema van ons diens is om grense oor te steek na aanleiding van handelinge hoofstuk 8 vanaf vers 26 gaan ons die verhaal oor Philippus na kyk. Our uh, uh, message comes from Acts chapter 8 and it's all about crossing boundaries and borders. So that is important a message for us as God's people. You've seen the announcement, so I am not going to repeat that. Ons afkondigings is op die skerm en die name van die siekes is altyd vir ons belangrik, want ons moet onthou om vir mense wat dier moeilike tye gaan aan die Heere op te dra. En ons doen het ook telkens so onthou dan ook om vir mekaar te bid. If it's your birthday this coming week, you see the birthday celebrations on the announcements. We want to bless you and wish you the best for a new year of beautiful things because the God of beauty will always be with you. Mag jy een mooi verjaarsdag hee as jy verjaar in hierdie week en mag die Heere vir jou bystaan met met sy liefde en sy sien. Elke mensing word is a word that we are going to do responsively. I am going to read and then you as congregants respond. So, laat ons begin met Godse woord as die aanvangswoord uit openbaring Openbaring hoofstuk 22, sekere verse daar, en dit word ons uh, uh, aanvangswoord vanmorgen. Kom elkeen wat doorzet. Let everyone who is thirsty come to the water of life. Kom elkeen wat dors na vrede en herstel. Come everyone who is washed in the blood of the Lamb. Geseend is die wie sy klere gewas is en wat rein voor die troon van God kan staan. You are blessed and have the right to the tree of life, and you may enter the holy city. Children of God, be invited into the grace and the hope and the peace that only comes from God. God bless you with everything you need, and the best is His presence. Jy is hier in Godse teenwoordigheid, en hy nooi jou in om vir jou te seen, Jy is geseend, want jy behoort aan hom, 
en hij zal jou nooit begeven of verlaat. Amen. Amen. I'll praise him. Andres is going to sing it to us because we cannot sing yet according to the regulations of COVID. But uh, we listen and we follow him as he sings to us the hymn, Fairest Lord Jesus, Heilige Jesus, Year van die Heere, Fairest Lord Jesus, Ruler over everything. Let us listen to this praise him. Heilige Jesus, Heer van die Heere, Heer contemplation this morning I am reading from John's gospel chapter 13 the verses of uh, 34 and 34, uh, 35 Johannes hoofstuk 13 vanaf vers 34 waar Jesus sê ek gee julle een nieuwe gebod Jullie moet mekaar lief hee. Soos ek julle lief het, so moet julle ook mekaar lief hee. As julle mekaar lief het, sal weet 
dat jullie my disciples is. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So it's wonderful for us to say, where does the test for love start? Sometimes it's, it's easier to love somebody far away that you don't know, but it's most difficult to love the people the closest to you, in your family, in your friendships, and in your circle of friends in the houses that you're living. That is the test. Because Jesus says, if you can love those people, that is the message to the world that say that we really follow God. So this is what ek en jy vandag vooral oor moet nadink. Hoe is die liefde vir die mense die naast aan ons? Hoe staan het met ons familie? Ons vriende, die mense met wie ek die huis deel, kan ek vir hulle lief wees? En hoe is ek vir hulle lief? Want dit, sê die Heere, is die teken van my liefde vir die wereld. Dit nooi mense uit om te sê, kom, word deel van hierdie gemeenskap wat God dien. So if you and I can consider that this morning, if you and I can just allow the Holy Spirit to help us to consider the love for each other as a sign for the love we have for Him. What is the Holy Spirit inviting you to do this morning? Vraag die Heilige Geest met jou en met my en kom sê, hoor jy so? Ek dink jy moet met die ene gaan recht maak. Of jy moet met hierdie familielid moet jy die dinge gaan uitsorteer. What is the Holy Spirit inviting you? Be open while we listen to a new commandment I give unto you. Ek gee aan jylle a nieuwe gebod. Come
I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you that you love one another as I have loved you by this and know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another by this shall men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for And now, before we read from God's word, let us bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, this is such a privilege for us to be in your presence and to receive the invitation of love and that we can confess this morning that you are the source and everything that we can and have received according to love. Thank you that you love us dearly. Thank you that you loved us and even gave yourself, Jesus Christ. You sacrificed everything for us. and We can only respond by giving ourselves first to you and to everybody who needs your love. As we are reading your word again this morning, we give you all the honor because every time you come and invite us into a new and a deepened relationship with you, but also with each other. And with this world. Therefore we are here to receive. We are open and we want to follow you. Himmelse Vader, dank jy vir die woord. Hierdie Bijbel wat ons vanmorgen weer kan oopmaak en lees en dat die woord altyd vir ons uitnodiging bring vir verdiepte levens met u. Dankie dat u ons elkeen ken, soos wat ons ook vanmorgen hier voor u sit, en dankie dat u al reeds dier u gees, ons kom aanraak het, om vir ons te vraag, en te toets, hoe die liefde onderling, in ons families, in ons vriendekring, in ons gemeenskap is, dat ons hierdie toets moet aanlee om te kyk of ons Heere een voorbeeld is wat ander mense nader trek en of ons nie eerder mense afstoot. Heere, kom breek vir ons hierdie woord vanmorgen. Kom maak het vir ons oop so dat ons nader en beter aan u kan lewe. 
Hier is onze kinders. In nederigheid lees ons nou die woord. Amen. Handelinge hoofstuk 8, I read from Acts chapter 8 verse 26. Een engel van die Heere het vir Philippus gesê, Maak gereed en ga naar die suide, met die pad wat van Jerusalem afwaarts loop naar Gaza. Dit is een verlaten pad. Hij het toe gereed gemaakt in vertrek. En kijk, daar was een man van Ethiopië, een Eenoch, een hoge ambtenaar van die Kandake, die koningin van die Ethiopiërs, wat in beheer van haar hele skatkes was, en naar Jeruzalem gegaan het om te aanbid. Hij was op pad terug, en op die een het op sy waar die profeet Jesaja gesit en lees. Toe sê die geest vir Philippus, ga nader en bly by daar die waar. Philippus het nader gehaardloop, om die profeet Jesaja hoor lees en gevra. Verstaan u wat u lees? Hy het geantwoord, Hoeso ek kon, as niemand dit vir my verduidelik nie? En Philippus genooi om op die waar te klim en by hom te kom sit. Die skrifgedeelte wat hy bezig was om te lees was, soos een skaap is hy ter slachting gelei, en soos een lam wat stom is voor sy skeerder, so maak hy sy mond nie oop nie. In sy vernedering is rechtspraak om ontneem, en wie sal sy nageslag kan opnoem? want sy lewe word van die aarde weggeneem. Die enig sê toe vir Philippus, ek vraag jou, van wie sê die profeet dit? Van homself of van iemand anders? Philippus het begin praat, en vanuit hierdie skrifgedeelte die evangelie van Jesus aan hom verkondig. Laans die pad kom hulle by een plek waar daar water is, die enig sê toe, kyk, water, wat verhoed dat ek gedoop word? Hy het opdracht gegeen dat die waar moet stilhou, en het hulle al by afgeklim tot in die water. Philippus, sowel as die enig, en hy het omgedoop. Toe, hulle uit die water opklim, het die gees van die Heere Philippus weggeneem, en die enig het hom nie meer gesien nie, maar hy het sy reis met blijdskap voortgesit. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, go south, down the desert road, that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a Enoch of great authority under the Kandaik, the queen of Ethiopia. The Enoch 
had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, Do you understand what you are reading? The man replied, How can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was, He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is, is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The Enoch asked Philip, Tell me, was the prophet, prophet talking about himself or someone else? So, beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water, and the Enoch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The Enoch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Here ends our scripture reading and the beautiful message of the gospel of Jesus Christ for you and me this morning. Amen? Amen. When I was young, I used to read this story and I thought, this is a one-way story of conversion. The one way, I mean, it's only this man from Ethiopia that converted to Christ and I was very happy. But the older I get and the more I read about the story, I realized this is not a one-way conversion story, this is a two-way conversion story because it's not just this Enoch of Ethiopia who converted, it was also Philip. Philip was also converted and also the church, the church of Jesus Christ. So it's a two-way conversion. Na die opstande kan niks meer die selfde wees. En die disciples begin die evangelie verkondig en nou lees ons daarvan in handelinge en dit, dit, dit verspreid, die evangelie verspreid al hoe verder en weier, die al hoe meer grense word oorgesteek. En dan kom ons by hierdie verhaal wat een 
twee richting bekeringsverhaal is. Nie net, dis nie net hierdie enig wat, wat uh, tot bekering kom nie. Dis ook Philip of Philippus wat tot bekering kom. Want hy besef dat hierdie evangelie is nie net maar een nauwe, na binnengerichte, selfgecentreerde boodskap net vir sekere uitverkore mense nie. Hy besef hierdie evangelie is vir allemaal. En daarom word grens oorgesteek. So, who are the players in this wonderful narrative? If we look at that picture there, it's so beautiful to see that it is obviously Philip, and this is not the Apostle Philip, but the Evangelist Philip, one of the deacons. Earlier we read about that in Acts, that the, the Apostles, uh, they, they, their work was overwhelming. So they said, let, uh, let us also pick certain people, deacons that can help us. And Philip was one of them. And he was the evangelist. And he is now speaking to a man that is totally different from what he was ever used to encounter. Firstly, this man is from Africa, Ethiopia, he's black. Secondly, he's an Enoch, and Enoch was a castrated man. So it was somebody who, who couldn't marry and have children because that was impossible. Thirdly, he was from a different region. But the need came in his life. He was seeking the truth. And in this seeking of the truth, he visits Jerusalem. He comes all the way to Jerusalem. But he's not welcome there because the Jewish laws determine that when you are Enoch or a castrated man, you are not allowed into the temple. But he goes there. Luckily, he's rich enough so that he could buy one of those scrolls with the Isaiah text on it. Because he was the treasurer of the queen of Ethiopia. He, was, he, was, he had means. He was a rich man. He had his own carriage. He, he had his own... Um, uh, uh, people helping him, serving him, but he was still looking for the truth. The third player, and the most important player in this whole, whole story or narrative, is God himself, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gives Philip this Wonderful, wonderful opportunity. And he calls him. And he says, Philip, go where? Go to a place where you are not familiar with. Go down a road 
that is strange. Go to a place that is a place you've never been before, physically, spiritually, or emotionally. And he obeyed. Because when the Holy Spirit calls people, you surrender. So he went there, and this is where he found him. So my lieve broers and sisters, opstandingstheologie, nadat ons opstanding gevier het, sê vir jou en vir my, dat alle grense is afgebreek. Die geografiese grense wat ek en jy, en wat hartseer genoeg ook in die kerk ingesluip het van, wie is binnen en wie is buiten, die sogenaamde insiders, outsiders, binnen, buiten, die mense wat heilig is, of die mense wat vroom is, of die mense wat aanvaarbaar is, al die grense het verdwijn. Alle randvergere word na binnen genooi, en geografiese gebiede word afgebreek, en ook hier die hekwachters van wie mag die evangelie hoor en wie mag nie, hulle verdwijn, want die evangelie is vir allemaal. En dit is die verhaal wat, wat Lukas hier in handelinge vir ons wil vertel. Dit is die verhaal van die evangelie is vir allemaal. So this man, this strange man with his strange condition, actually he represents a lot of, uh, symbolically now, a lot of people that usually is not welcome, those people who are not welcome in church or in religious surroundings. And we, if we were to think of those type of people on the fringes of society, die, die randvergere vandag, he, he occupies many of those margins. Today, who will that be if, if we have to think? Who would be the people on the margins of our society that we would frown upon when they come and seek the love of God? It would be people from maybe a different country, people with a different ethnic background, people with a different language. But it can also be like what this man represents, the so-called LBGTIQ community. Have you ever heard of that? The lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender, intersex, queer uh, people. And haven't we got a bad history in church of being gatekeepers and keeping those people out of the church? But they all were also seekers for the truth. They also seekers for the real love. And they all were, everybody wants the love of God. This man 
represents and becomes a symbolic figure of everybody who wants to find true love, true kindness, true grace, and the openness of God. Hy is soekend. En hy doen al die moeite om al die pad van Ethiopia na Jerusalem te kom. En toe hy seker daar toe het hy seker gehoor nie, maar omdat jy nou ontmande man is, jy mag nie in die tempel inkom nie, toe het hy waarschijnlijk seker maar vir hom een van die rolle gekoop waarop Jesaja geskryf is. En nou is hy op pad terug, waarschijnlijk waar hy het al leergestel. En hy lees uit Jesaja. En ek het so gewens, dit staan nie in hierdie verhaal nie, maar ek, ek het so gewens, hy het ook Jesaja 56 gelees. Want weet jy wat staan in Jesaja 56? Daar staan, met hierdie verwachting, die profeet profeteer, hy sê, as die Messias gekom het, en ek en jy weet, wie is hierdie Messias, as hy kom, dan sê hy, en nie is Raleet, so ek Ek raak so opgewoon om te hoop, hy dit gelees. En nie Israelit, wat by die volk van die Heere aangesluit, moet nie dink, die Heere sal hom van my volk afsnui nie. A ontmande, moet nie vir homself dink, ek is maar net een drooboom. So sê die Heere, aan die ontmandes, wat my sal verhoorzaam, wat ek gekies het, en wat lewe volgens my verbond, aan hulle sal ek, in my tempel, een nieuwe naam gee. Ek sal sulke mens een naam gee, wat nooit uitgewis kan word nie. I wish, it's not written here, but seeing that he bought that, that scroll with Isaiah, I wish, and I hope that he also read Isaiah chapter 56, that invites everybody, non-Jews, non-Israelites, um, Enochs, castrated people, every people, into the beauty of God. And he says, I will give them a new name. So now he was reading. But you know, reading and understanding is two different things. He read... And he was reading about Jesus. We know that because we've got the context. We know the sheep refers to Jesus that was slaughtered, that was silenced before the shearers. Here lamb wat stil was voor, voor die wat om wil slag. But he doesn't know that. And therefore there's a word play in this this beautiful passage that says, you can read, but you, can, you, you don't necessarily understand. Somebody has to interpret the gospel. Somebody has to explain it. Somebody has to live the gospel. That's why we started this service by saying, if we love one another, the world will know that God is love. If we welcome everybody in our church, 
the world will know that God welcomes everybody in His love. If we stop being gatekeepers and decide on ourselves who is welcome and who is not welcome, everybody else will know there's only one God and He loves everybody. And the Holy Spirit will then send us to people. So you can read, but you need to understand that we are the interpreters of God's love and of the gospel to this world. And he says, do you understand that? Philip asks him. How can I understand if nobody instructs me, is the word. Nobody explains it to me. How do we explain the gospel? Not by throwing people with, with words or bashing them with a Bible. We don't do Bible bashing. We must love love so that people can see love. And then they'll understand that there's only one God who loves us dearly. So, he read that, and then the conversion comes for Philip and for him. For Philip and this man. And it's very interesting. The, uh, the text doesn't even give us his name. He's just identified as this eunuch, this castrated man, this strange man from a strange country with with strange culture and language, looking differently, speaking differently. And then he sees water. And he says, what, what is the reason? What holds me back? What would be the preventing factor that I cannot be baptized? That's the question to us, to the world, but also to the church. Why do we keep people away from God's grace? And if you sit with this in silence, just with this question, what is to prevent me from being baptized? Daag jou uit om een bykie lang met hierdie, hierdie, hierdie sin te gaan sit. Wat verhoed my om gedoop te word? Kerk? Christen? And then, there's no answer from Philip. Because the Holy Spirit takes over. And the answer is a resounding nothing. Wat, wat verhinder enige iemand om by die liefde van God uit te kom? Niks nie. Mense hoef nie eers aan voorwaardes te voldoen nie. Jy hoef nie eers dit, dit en dit en dit te wees voordat jy welkom is in die kerk of by God nie. Jy kunt jy skan. Wat verhinder jou? 
what is to prevent me from being baptized? Nothing. And then he's been baptized. And it's also an invitation for conversion for you and me as the church to say, come on, let's step into the water. God noe ons uit, kom. Vertrouw die almachtige God in die heilige gees om saam met mense in die spreekwoordelike water te klim. Niks verhoed ons nie. En dan is daar net vreugde. En sy werk is klaar, Philippus' werk is klaar, dan neem die heilige gees om weg. En hierdie man gaan met vreugde op sy pad voor en toe. En so het die evangelie in Afrika begin verspry word. En hier sit ek en jy vandag hier in die suidpunt van Afrika. Omdat een man, Philippus, gelukkig, die evangelie vir die Ethiopier gebring het en het het al die pad gerei dier die eeuwe tot het ons bereik het. So, we have to convert to an authentic post-resurrection ethos of hospitality. Ons moet ons self bekeer tot authentieke na opstandingstheologie van gasvryheid vir amal. So dat amal in die water kan kom. Symbolies gesproke, metafories gesproke, kom in die water in en ervaar dat die bekeering van mense wat na God toe kom nie, maar ook van die kerk wat homself bekeer. So this is the invitation to you and me. Faith will always find the water. Ek en jy mag nie in die pad af ontstaan. Ons liefde, ons omgeen, ons openheid, moet vir mense na die water, die spreekwoordelike geneesing, die spreekwoordelike redding lei. Ons mag nie in die pad af ontstaan. Dis wat waartoe God vir jou en my roep. So, the invitation is, come participate in this joyous leading and pointing and opening up the possibilities for everybody to step into the water. The water of God's grace, God's forgiveness, God's healing, and God's hope. Have you heard something specific for you this morning? Can you see something in that beautiful icon if God speaks to you, please be obedient. Please be obedient and give way to the working of the Holy Spirit.
Amen. Let us thank God for his word this morning. Lord God, this morning we, we just realize how much we want you just as in this narrative of the Ethiopian man. We want you. And therefore, we come to you and then you break down all the barriers and you give us a new identity and a new definition of who we are and a new determination and a trajectory of being part of your loving kindness in this world. Here, thank you that you us uitnooi and that ons can deelnemen in this vreugdevolle work van your Heilige Geest om deel te word van die water, help vir ons, dat ons so uitnodiging, so gasvry, so oop, so liefdevol sal wees, dat enige een, na iets mag en kan kom, en help vir ons, om die verduidelik, die mense te wees, wat hierdie woord verduidelik, wat wees op u, Dankie vir die mooie voorbeeld van Philippus. Dankie Heere, dat ons vandag hier kan sit in die kerk, omdat hy gehoorsam was aan die woord. Dankie dat ons kan deelwees van hierdie evangelie. Help ons om interpreteerders, wegwijsers van hierdie woord te wees. Sê in ons, Heere, maak ons dere weid oop, breek alle grense af, alle skanse, alle hekke, alle dere, so dat ons die liefdevolle, vreugdevolle kerk in Jesus kan wees. Amen. Our closing hymn is that beautiful prayer that we will be the conduits of the love that just flow. Ons slotlied is, laat hier die vrede en die liefde dier ons vloei. Ja, om lief te hee.
ander pa myself en ook hier dier te keas te verwaag laat hier die vrede dier my vlooi en laat ek hoop gee waar daar twyfel is Ek wil u licht in duisternis laat skyn Laat ware vreugde altyd uit my straal O Heer, help my om altyd so te leef Om ander oor as myself te Ja, om liefde heb ander pa myself En ook eerder te geas te verwaag Laat hier die vrede door my vlooi Leer my om ook so te kan vergeef maak my bereid om aan myself te sterf dat ander u al meer in my kan sien make me a channel of your peace Where there is hatred, let me bring you all love. Where there is injury, your pardon, Lord. And where there's doubt, true faith in you. O Master, grant that I may never see. So much to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love with all my soul. Make me a channel. in pardoning that we are pardoned in giving to all men that we receive and in dying that we're born to eternal life and in dying that we're born to eternal life. Lieve kind van God, mag die liefde van die Heere Jesus jou altyd na om toe trek. 
May the authority of the Lord make us strong and ever hopeful. Mag die vreugde van de Heer Jesus altijd bij jou wees. May we be a loving faith community, inviting everybody for fellowship with God. Mag die Seen van die Almachtige God, die Vader, die Seen en die Heilige Geest met ons wees. May the Triune God accompany you and me, now and forever. Amen.